0: Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, August 25th. Here are election 2020 updates from today's show. A symphony of superlatives played loudly Monday on the opening night of the Republican National Convention as speaker after speaker lavished praise on President Trump and spoke of him in messianic, almost otherworldly terms. They said he's a builder, a visionary, the richest man in the world, the guardian of America, and the bodyguard of Western civilization. Political parties typically adopt platforms at their conventions every four years, articulating their policy priorities and core beliefs. But Republicans decided not to do that in 2020. Instead, the Republican National Committee passed a one-page resolution over the weekend stating simply that it, quote, "...enthusiastically supports President Trump, and the party has and will continue to enthusiastically support the president's America-first agenda." In other words, the party's platform is Donald Trump. If there were still any doubt that Trump has thoroughly appropriated and consumed the Republican Party, it was erased last night as Republicans kicked off their convention— the quadrennial showcase of Republicanism began instead this week as a celebration of Trumpism, a nationally televised high-definition pay-on to a president known for his outsized ego and taste for the grandiose, who is overwhelmingly popular in his own party. Underscoring Trump's dominance of the GOP is the absence of any of the party's previous presidential nominees. Mitt Romney's not invited. John McCain's no longer alive, but his wife recorded a message for Joe Biden last week and George W. Bush is also not participating. The convention got underway as a number of traditional Republicans have come out against Trump. On Monday, Democratic nominee Joe Biden's campaign announced the endorsement of more than two dozen former GOP lawmakers, including former Senator Jeff Flake of Arizona. Meanwhile, Miles Taylor, a former top official in Trump's Department of Homeland Security, launched a new group called Repair 45, through which current and former administration officials will work to defeat the president and publish commentaries about him. Taylor said he has at least two current Trump administration officials helping his effort behind the scenes. The quasi-virtual convention is itself a Trump production. The president is set to appear on each of the four nights of primetime programming, concluding with his formal acceptance speech Thursday from the South Lawn of the White House. Each night will also feature a keynote address by a member of the Trump family, starting with eldest son Don Jr. last night. Meanwhile, one of the command centers where Republican officials are orchestrating the television production is set up in the Trump Hotel in Washington. The former reality TV star has taken a personal interest in programming his own convention. Two people familiar with the planning told Phil Rucker and Josh Dossey that Trump wanted a large crowd for his Thursday night address despite the raging pandemic, so there will be about a thousand people or so on the South Lawn. Republican operatives say there's a risk inherent in their party centering the convention so completely on Trump. Doing so invites voters to see the election as a referendum on the president's job performance, where party officials believe Trump has a better chance of winning a second term if he can shift more attention to Biden and make the election a choice. Some of the speakers last night made aggressive cases against Biden, including Don Jr., but also Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina and former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley. They painted the country under Biden's leadership as dangerous and dystopian. Republican officials say there were intense internal disputes among Trump's advisors, including Jared Kushner, the president's son-in-law, who wanted a short platform that delineated the president's thoughts on a few key issues. There were other discussions over how to handle gay rights in the platform. And aides said there was also a lot of talk about how much the platform should get into foreign policy. At the end of the day, as one Trump advisor said, thankfully, they just decided to avoid all that. Some of the speakers last night, including Charlie Kirk, a young activist who opened the convention, and Matt Gates, a congressman from Florida, have become GOP celebrities of sorts in the Trump era for their vociferous defenses of the president. Other speakers had deep appeal to loyal viewers of Fox News and other members of Trump's base, including Mark and Patty McCloskey, that St. Louis couple who pointed guns at Black Lives Matter demonstrators passing by their house and now face a felony charge. Kimberly Guilfoyle, the former Fox personality who works on the Trump campaign and is the girlfriend of Don Jr., gave a particularly fiery, caffeinated, intense, whatever you want to call it, address in which she excoriated rioters and human sex drug traffickers across America. She cast her boyfriend's father as the nation's savior. As she put it, he emancipates and lifts you up. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. If you want to hear full episodes, find The Daily 202 every weekday morning wherever you get your podcasts.